Well, uh, we've heard uh, the judgment uh, from uh, Justice uh, Christopher Jafter delivering the ruling over the issue of um, uh, the CR uh, 17 campaign of 2017. Now, the Constitutional Court says that a High Court was correct to set aside findings of a public protector report and advocate Wusuam uh, Kwebane could not establish that uh, um, President Sir Ramaphosa willfully misled the President, uh, the Parliament. And also, uh, President did not personally benefit from the funds. That's one of the things that was mentioned that were donated to to his CR17 campaign coming via the EFG2 trust account, the sum of 500,000 rand. There was no personal benef- uh, benefit for him there. Um, it was also noted that uh, the public protector is not empowered to investigate uh, private operations of political parties um, as the public protector has no jurisdiction to investigate this particular donation. I mean, it was also looked at in terms of uh, the ethic codes there um, that um, were raised, you know, in the reply that um, uh, Maimani had with uh, the president in uh, the court in the 6th of November 2018. Phew, a lot uh, was uh, discussed, but I think one of the things that is needed to be noted is the fact that the order has been passed. And this particular order says that the leave to appeal has been granted, appeal is dismissed, and with this we are going to go uh, to Professor, um, oh, in fact, Advocate uh, Paul Hoffman, who's going to be giving us uh, an analysis on uh, this particular uh, judgment. Good morning and thank you for joining us, uh, Advocate Hoffman. Good morning, Patricia, and good morning to your listeners as well. So give us your analysis on this particular judgment. Well, I think that the um, the, the overall result is a, a one that, that is good for um, the president. He has been exonerated of the allegations of a willfully misleading parliament, and the public protector has been told in no uncertain by the Constitutional Court that she should stick to her knitting and not expand her her constitutional and legislated mandate. She has a mandate in terms of the um, Executive Ethics Act to police what the executive branch of government does and the code that that is applicable in relation to that um, is is the, the full parameters of what she is entitled to uh, have regard to when she's dealing with complaints. So that being the case, the 500,000 rand payment into the EFG2 trust account, which was an account operated by the CR17 campaign, is really the only subject matter of the of, of the two complaints, one from the DA, one from the EFF, that were on the table for her. Um, she, she mangled the law completely in relation to whether or not a willful misleading took place. She accepted that the president acted in good faith, and you cannot uh, willfully mislead if you're acting in good faith, and you certainly can't be deliberate and inadvertent at the same time, which she seemed to suggest 
was uh, what happened. So the court had no difficulty in coming to the conclusion that the uh, president was genuinely mistaken when he said that the 500,000 rand was for his son's business dealings with the um, Busasa AGO uh, chief executive officer. Advocate Hoffman, in terms of uh, the the ruling that the president is to pay the Mabugani legal counsel, um, is this uh, fair for 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 it to be happening? And is it uh, lesser of what the allegations that he was uh, exonerated for are? No, you see, the, the the difficulty that the president had is that he opposed Amabogani's uh, participation in the application for leave to appeal that uh, was uh, before the court. And the finding of the court is that the high court, uh, against whose um, order the appeal was brought, was wrong not to adjudicate the constitutionality of the Amabungani intervention in the matter. Remember, Amabungani uh, says that either the code means that uh, party political donations of the kind Mr. Gavin Watson made to President Ramaphosa should be disclosed, or if it doesn't mean that, then the code is unconstitutional because in order to comply with the, uh, the Constitution's requirements of openness, accountability, and responsiveness, it ought to include such a provision. And the Chief Justice has put in a minority um, um, finding saying that it's it, it, in, in fact uh, the Amabungani have, have, have taken a good point. But the, the majority of the court has sent the matter back the matter of Amabungani's um, constitutional challenge back to the High Court so that the High Court can now go ahead and determine whether Amabungani has a good uh, claim or not. So the reason why the president is being asked to pay Amabungani's cost is because he should have conceded that uh, the the, um, determination should have happened and did not. And for that reason, Amabungani is getting costs against him. Thank you very much, uh, Advocate Hoffman, uh, for shedding your analysis and light there. Let me go now to Professor Mashupai Herbert Maserimula, who's a professor of public affairs at TUT. Um, uh, good morning, and thank you very much for joining us, uh, Professor. L- talk to us about the legal and political implications of this particular judgment. Uh, thank you very much for, for, for hosting me. Um, it does have huge uh, legal and political implications. In terms of um, uh, legal implications, I think uh, the judgment is consistent with many other judgments uh, that were made, uh, unfortunately, against the Chapter 9 institution, which is the public protector, in terms of the interpretation of the law and the application of Iberos, you know, because it, it made quite a number of, 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 of disturbing findings about, about the fact that it appears as if the public protector tried as much as possible to get as much as she could actually lay her hands on to come to a particular determination against the president. Remember the, 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 the judge Jaffa, um, um, uh, even uh, pointed out uh, the most basic things 
um, uh, when it relates to to all those uh, uh, aspects that were in front of the court. One is with regard to whether the president misled the parliament. And an issue was, was as he was uh, making reference to the Executive Code Act, he said that the act um, is very clear in terms of saying that a, a, a member of executive cannot willfully, you know, so the main way there was willfully, and, and, and that the public protector in terms of the judgment um, uh, some, um, uh, uh, changed the weighting so that it could accommodate her formulation of, of, of um, um, formulation that sought to also um, suggest that they could actually uh, be, be, be an intention, because willfully is supposed to be backed by intention to mislead, of which in that case there wasn't any evidence that it was there. However, the public protector formulated her finding in a way that wanted to suggest that there was there, there, there was an intention. And to that extent, the judgment was saying that it was wrong of the public protector to change the Executive Code Act so that it could actually accommodate the determination that she wanted to come to. Political ramification of the case is that um, 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 it's unfortunate that uh, there is a trend which is emerging, you know, where political party squabbles often end up in state institutions. And in some instances, some of those state institutions, you know, seem to be, you know, playing into that. And in the process, the determination that subsequently comes from the court of law, in the process, tend to raise fundamental questions about the um, 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 about the um, um, the reliability of those institutions in terms of executing what they are supposed to do as assigned to them by the constitution. Although also on the other hand, you know, um, um, in many instances when people fight within their parties and they 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 they, they tend to take their their squabble to be adjudicated over by the cause of law. In many instances, the intention is not to to win or lose. The intention is just to use the outcome of the court to formulate a particular narrative so that that narrative could actually be used in one way or another to advance their own sectional uh, interest. But Professor Maserumula, because of time, I'd like to yeah. thank you there. Um, <laughs> I know there's so much depth that we can go into, but I need to go to the news. Thank you so well, very much, Prof. It's uh, a minute after 11. And Musa, thank you for your patience. Give us the news bulletin.